What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Capital University, the number one business podcast in the world. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate it five stars. Subscribe and leave a review. Tell us if we're shit or not. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, we have a very, very, actually, we have two special guests today, and they're twins. You guys might know them. Guys, we've got Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. You probably are aware of them uh, from the social network, the movie. Uh, they got into Bitcoin back in 2012. Uh, they hold a ton of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. They're big proponents of the space. They've also built a great crypto exchange, Gemini, that you can go check out. This conversation was really fun. I think Bryce learned a bunch about uh, Bitcoin and crypto, and we hope you guys enjoy it. So Cameron and Tyler, maybe just start with uh, explaining to everyone kind of your story with Bitcoin and how you guys came across it and then what it, uh, it took to uh, kind of make your initial investment. Sure. So we found Bitcoin in the summer of 2012. We actually were on vacation in Ibiza of all places and someone recognized us from the social network movie and uh, he was from Brooklyn. He said, hey, have you guys uh, heard about Bitcoin or virtual currency? And we're like, no, what's that all about? So we started talking. Um, at first, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but after a shot of tequila, it started to really make a lot more sense. Um, and then when we got stateside, we started to sort of do a lot of reading research. And then within a matter of like weeks, if not shorter, we started to buy Bitcoin. We bought a lot of our first Bitcoin on Mount Cox, which was the earliest exchange um, that famously imploded a couple years later. Um, but it was, yeah, it was like a wild west, you know, um, and that was our, how we first found Bitcoin. And the, uh, the big moment for us was when we realized, hey, this is the first money that actually was built for the Internet. Um, and the way to think about Bitcoin is it's very similar to gold. We consider it gold 2.0 because it has the same properties that make gold value, but it's actually superior than gold with those properties. So gold is a scarce and precious metal. Bitcoin supply is actually fixed and will always be fixed. So when we discovered Bitcoin um, having a, on vacation in Ibiza um, and then recognized that it was gold 2.0 built for the internet, we're like, hmm, that sounds like a pretty big idea. We should become a part of that. And so when you guys uh, first decided to start buying, you didn't do it in a uh, timid way. Uh, you eventually bought a lot of Bitcoin. Just talk about kind of how you thought about uh how much you were going to buy and, and what the risks to that were and what the upside was. Yeah. So we had trouble figuring out how this wasn't going to work. Um, if it was really gold 2.0, um, it's decentralized money. So to stop it, you'd have to basically stop the internet. And most countries aren't willing to do that other than maybe in North Korea. So we didn't see how this thing wouldn't work. And if it did work, it was going to be really big. And we just kind of said, pull the number of the hat and said, I don't know, 1% sounds pretty good. Let's go for it. You know, go big or go home. So I think once you build your thesis and your conviction around an idea, um, it's important to get skin, skin in the game. In this case, I guess we threw um, our body in the game. But um, you definitely don't make generational wealth by playing it too safe. That's not to say you should go out and be a cowboy, but the greatest um, wells are made by people who start companies and everything's in the company. You know, they're not diversified. You know, whether it's uh, Jeff Bezos, he owns pretty much all of his wealth is one thing, Amazon stock. Um, you can go to Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, the Google guys. Like, so when you really have conviction in something, a great idea, 
um, definitely going hard into it is makes a lot of sense. So how big do you guys think Bitcoin's going to get or any cryptocurrency for that matter? So, so we, we actually, recently, Oh, go ahead, Karen. Yeah. I was just to say, we, we wrote a, uh, a piece, uh, this summer in August and we basically think that the price of Bitcoin conservatively will go to $500,000 per coin. So today's price is around 12,000. By what year? We're, we're, uh, so that's, that's an open question. We think within the next decade though. So it's really early. And um, the thing, the reason why we think that way is because really like institutional money, the biggest money, like Wall Street money, uh, the biggest investors still really aren't into Bitcoin. So in baseball terms, it's sort of like the bottom of the first inning in terms of, um, you know, the, the Bitcoin story. And if it really is gold 2.0, then its market cap um, has to be greater than, than golds. And right now, golds above ground, uh, the above ground gold supply market cap is $9 trillion. Bitcoin somewhere around $200 billion. So the, the quick math there is that Bitcoin could appreciate 40 to 45 times um, if it's going to be worth $9 trillion in equal gold. And so if Bitcoin is going to disrupt gold, then it's got to be worth at least as much or more. And that's how we back into, that's how we get to a $9 trillion market cap of Bitcoin from $2 billion today. And that's how we back out simple arithmetic into $500,000 a Bitcoin. And like Cameron said, we actually think that's, a, that's like a conservative bet. It could, it could be worth quite a bit more. So do you think cryptocurrency is going to take over the physical dollar eventually? Like there's not going to be a physical dollar. It's only going to be technology-based currency? The short answer is we think that it's going to cannibalize and disrupt gold. Um, Bitcoin's really an emergent store of value. It's where you place value that you want to protect. Um, the dollar is more of like a medium of exchange. You want to use the dollar to buy things. Um, and we think the dollar is sort of challenged by some of the money printing and all this stuff that's been going on that people are going to move a significant portion of their wealth or should into things like Bitcoin. So, so the, the physical dollar, we, we don't think exists. Even, even the U.S. government will make dollars primarily digital, and really they are. You know, you look in your bank account, it's a number, you wire money. Um, but the question is, um, government money, the supply keeps expanding, right? So we kind of joke that like the dollar is becoming toilet paper because they're printing so much and that the U.S. government's going into, into so much debt and inflation's going to happen. And so historically, the way people protect themselves from their value getting depreciated by holding cash is that they would go into gold. Um, our thesis is that Bitcoin is a new, better version of gold, so that the best way to protect from all the money printing from the devaluation of the dollar that's going to happen over time because of the lockdown, the pandemic, and mismanagement, we think gold, uh, sorry, Bitcoin and to a lesser extent gold are the right answers for your portfolio. If you keep everything in cash, historically, you lose a lot of value. The dollar has lost 97% of its purchasing value um, since the 70s. So like you can buy so much little. There used to be stores that were like the 99 cents store. You could buy things for 99 cents. Like there's nothing in this world that's 99 cents anymore. It's like becoming the $10 store, the yeah, $15, the $5 store, yeah. store. Five below. Yeah. So, 
but Bitcoin, because its its supply is so scarce, think of it this way, right? If there's only a hundred apples in the world and you own ten of them, you own like ten percent, right? If all of a sudden there becomes two hundred apples, then you only own ten, you own five percent, right? So you hold the same amount of dollars, but that supply keeps growing bigger, right? With Bitcoin, you hold one Bitcoin, there will only be 21 million Bitcoin. And you don't have to own uh, one Bitcoin. You can own a fraction of Bitcoin. A lot of people don't realize that. They think, oh, I got to buy a $12,000 Bitcoin. That's a lot of money. No, you can buy $100 of Bitcoin. You can buy $50 of Bitcoin. But the supply of Bitcoin is always fixed, whereas the supply, even the supply of gold as technology in, improves, as, as demand increases, uh, people mine more gold. So it slowly expands, not like the dollar, but like uh, there's more and more gold being mined every day. Whereas Bitcoin is the only asset in the entire galaxy that has a fixed supply that is never getting larger than 21 million. That's why we think it's so interesting. So do you think I should buy Bitcoin? Absolutely. <laughs> I think I, think you're I tweeted about it. I tweeted about buying a Bitcoin. I wanted to hear a little bit more insight. How did it go? Did you buy it or you're thinking about uh, it? I'm probably going to buy it like now. Yeah. We know I'm where good. you should buy it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where, where should I, where should I buy it? There's this awesome uh, place called Gemini, Gemini.com. <laughs> Check it out. Great plug. Great plug. I hear it's pretty good. <laughs> we have a, uh, we have an app for, Apple, uh, iOS, and also an Android app. So you can do that too. That's sick. So guys, uh, Cameron Tyler, you guys obviously, uh, you know, you've bought Bitcoin, you've built a, a fantastic exchange in Gemini. Um, how do you think young people should just think of uh, investing in Bitcoin versus other things, right? They, they're kind of learning as they're getting into investing. They see the stock market, uh, they see Bitcoin, they see all this stuff. How would you kind of um, just maybe talk them through that or, or not necessarily give them advice, but just guidance around uh, Bitcoin versus other things that they could invest in, uh, in their, that portfolio for a young person? Yeah. So, you know, Bitcoin's like we're saying the supply is fixed. So it's like hard money. Um, it's a very, we think it's a really exciting long-term investment. It can protect you and insulate you from inflation and basically all the pandemonium that's happening in the world, all the stimulus packages, the lockdown, um, all of the money printing, all of the craziness that's happening with the fiat currency regimes. And when I say that, I mean, government money, like the US dollar, or the euro, the pound, whatever, you know, you don't want all your wealth there because things go wrong. Bankers make mistakes. Uh, Wall Street, you know, has problems. There's bubbles, there's crisis. Bitcoin over here is your hedge against all of this, um, you know, craziness over here. So um, we think of it a long-term bet. Like the idea of day trading is pretty tough unless, unless that's all you do. Um, so we take a very uh, conservative buy and hold sort of value investment approach. And, you know, I think in the next five, 10 years, I think patience is, is, is the name of the game with investing. Um, but if you're patient, you know, put an allocation a bit into Bitcoin um, and it's going to be a great lifetime bet for you and, and, and most likely uh, your children and, and next generations. Yeah, I think, I think just to add to that, I think buy and hold when it comes to Bitcoin makes sense. Buy it with a 10-year time horizon um, and don't necessarily like look at it, you know, every day or every week, maybe every, you know, month or two or whatever, because um, it's really a buy and hold thing. And then I think like, but obviously you want to invest in a number of different things and think about like the companies 
that you use, the technology companies that you use day to day that are really part of your life, that if they were to go away, you know, it would be a lot different. So um, things like Netflix, all the all the fang companies, Apple, Netflix, Google, and whatnot. I think that's like an easy way. If if you use the products and they're a big part of your life and they're technology companies and they're probably well positioned to keep changing and stay ahead of the curve. Um, so that's also like, that's kind of an easy way to, to think about it. I also think that um, Bitcoin is, is a stepping stone into the larger cryptocurrency universe. Um, we talk a lot about Bitcoin because it's the first project, you know, it's the first crypto as we know it, but there's a lot of other cryptocurrencies. There's um, Ethereum, there's decentralized finance revolution. These are all happening, but you're not going to really learn these things unless you put a little bit of skin in the game. I'm a believer in putting some, you know, something on the table, which focuses you to learn more, to get involved, um, you know, swim around in it a little bit, and then you'll learn about the next thing and the next thing. Um, you know, so I think that people too oftentimes like don't place a bet, even a small bet. And so it never focuses them to actually learn and dig deeper and understand more about what's happening. So I'm a big fan of just getting in the game, getting comfortable playing the game. And then you learn about these next things and all these other things. Bitcoin's just like the starting point, but like crypto is, it's here to stay. It's the future. It's a movement. It's a technology, but it's also like a philosophy of the way the world's going towards decentralization um, there's so much to learn and do. I don't, I, we've been in it for eight years now and I don't pretend to know half of it. Um, but just being in it and swimming in it, at least we're like understanding where the world's going. So, um, you know, get a couple markers on the table and that's the same thing also with, with equities in the stock market, you know, like Cameron was saying, the biggest drivers of the U S economy had been the fang companies like the Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Google, Netflix, Microsoft, um, Get in there, understand what it's like to own a stock, even a small piece, see it go up and down, read earnings reports, see how it reacts to the news. Um, I think the the biggest risk is really doing nothing at all. So as people kind of think about uh, Bitcoin and they want to buy it, maybe uh, explain a little bit about how Gemini works uh, before we finish up. Yeah, it's as easy as basically going to an online brokerage and opening up a brokerage account, you link the funding source. So in the case of Gemini, you go to Gemini.com, you can download our mobile app. Uh, once you add in some basic information, you link your debit card or some funding source um, to fund your account. And then you can just press buy and buy as much Bitcoin as you want or sell. And, and you can store it on, on platforms. So it's really easy. It's like any sort of online brokerage. Um, well, it, it's not, not even like, I mean, it's almost as easy as opening up. It's a little bit harder, but like going to Amazon, Put your email, sign up for an account. Um, we asked for a few more questions because it's almost like opening up a bank account. Um, and then you can download the app or you can download the app and do that. But also you can just add your debit card and literally you can be, you know, at dinner or wherever and, you know, start, start buying or, or learning. So we've tried to make it super easy because when we got into Bitcoin, it was like a super kind of a scary, hard experience. You know, we had to wire money offshore jump through all these roots, uh, these hoops and rings of fire. And it was kind of sketchy, but we tried to make it like super easy with Gemini um, and help people 
you know, get involved. And once you're there, you'll be like, oh, it's not so mysterious. It's pretty cool. And you start seeing things and, and then your journey begins, you know, and this is a big, you know, lifetime journey of understanding uh, money, how it works um, in this new, you know, value revolution that's upon us and, you know, is here to stay. That's awesome. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming on to the podcast. Appreciate it. I I also appreciate you guys pulling over on the side of the road. That's fucking epic shit right there. Hey, anything for you, Pomp. Hey guys, I've been doing this while driving. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a multitasker. You guys have a good day. We'll talk soon. Thanks guys. All right. See you guys. See you guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching all the way to the end. If you watch it on YouTube again, don't forget to subscribe, hit that like button. If you listened on Apple podcasts, appreciate you a shit ton. Rate the podcast five stars, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.